Hey out there, everybody, and welcome to Caffeination 534, 534th edition here at the Caffeination Podcast. It has been quite a long time since we actually uh, managed to record down here in the Caffeination Lair. I am Paul. This is Steve. And we're both here to give you the absolute best in caffeine culture and technology news, with all the news that's fit to geek. Uh, we have a lot of really cool stuff to talk about, some of the stuff that you may or may not have seen on the blog, other stuff that you may or may not have seen uh, in your travels around the wilds of the internet. We are a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. All the member shows have agreed to create child-safe, family-friendly, and educational stuff. Everybody is listed over at techpodcasts.com, so if you have a little bit of time, or if we happen to miss a show or two, it's always a good idea to go over there. You can find the the other wonderful stylings of people like Norbert Davis of the Totally Cool Tech Podcast, or you can find uh, a whole bunch of other people out, out over there. Norbert just happens to be one of the uh, very good friends of the show, so I like to pimp him when I can. Uh, we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Uh, if you are looking for this or any of its other episodic friends, you can find them lovingly nestled over at www.caffination.com. That also happens to be, the little caffeination thing happens to be, caffeination at gmail.com if you have comments, feedback, suggestion, hate mail. Or if you have a direct inquiry, you can always email me at paul at caffeination.com. Or you can reach me, Steve, at caffeination.com. We like to make it simple around these parts. Uh, we had a lot of fun stuff happening, so we're just going to dive right on into it because we have a metric ton, not a standard ton today. Uh, it's a nice round-off number, but uh, we have a metric ton of stuff to talk about. Am I right? Yeah, I'd say so. So we should probably just stop uh, playing around and just get to it. Yeah, why not? Okay. What did you do geeky this month? Because oh, it's geez. been a some three weeks since we recorded down here. Yeah, and that three weeks has been a place for me, yeah. Uh, Geek-wise, uh, let's start off with my computer crashed. So that currently that is at Best Buy, uh, waiting for my recovery disc to show up. And then not only a week later, uh, as I'm getting out of the car, my cell phone slides off my lap and down the sewer. So that just you know, uh, made, uh, made so much pleasantness. <laughs> aren't you going to tell the, the lovely story where you... Uh where you, where you called it and it was flashing pitifully. Ah, uh, yeah. When I opened up the uh, the lid and I, you know, called it from my house phone, uh, the cordless, and I could see it trying to, you know, light up and you know try to answer, but you know, I think I can. I think I can. I it, can't it, swim. It, it did its best, but uh, yeah, that 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 definitely was quite a bit of uh, fun. <laughs> I I I, could, I would call that frustration. That's okay. Oh uh, yeah, and then. Uh, just, you know, my typical gaming. I stopped playing Gears of War because I was getting irritated. And uh, <laughs> I went from that to Call of Duty, which we started playing again. And uh, that actually got more fun. Okay. And from that, uh, this past Friday, I think Friday or Saturday, I bought Assassin's, Key, Assassin's Creed Ascension. And I'm almost bit done with that game. So. Is the Ascension, is that the one that's in New Orleans? Or is that uh, the one that's in the American Revolution? The, what, the Ascension? Yeah. That's the one that's, that, that, no, the, uh, you're thinking of Assassin's Creed 3, which is not out yet. Oh, okay. You're th- uh, the Ascension is the one where it's basically between, I guess, 2 and 3. It's uh, like that backstory or something oh, okay. like that. All right. I, I, they, they sort of lost me when, when they stopped numbering things. I like numbers. Numbers are easier yeah. to follow. I mean, if you, you know, it's like Gears of War 1, 2, and 3. I don't want to have to, you know, like Gear, Gears of War Electric Boogaloo, where does that fit in? Yeah. I mean, it, it, so Ascension is technically 2.5? Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's the best that's way how, to put it. <laughs> all right, so now from now on, when you reference this game to me, please say Assassin's 2.5. 2. 2. And I will be significantly happier as a geek. 
All right. I also have my fun little uh, geek situation uh, this week. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you done? Was there anything uh, else? That's it for me. How about that, yourself? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, I got a game to review in the mail, uh, Spec Ops The Line, which we're going to talk about in just a little bit. And I beat it in, in Steve-like fashion. I, I beat it in less than a week, probably playing a couple hours a night, and I... Uh, Instead of going all the way up to uh, Suicide Mission, or no, I played it on Suicide Mission, which is like the next lowest uh, from the absolute hardest you can go. So I was like, you know, I'm not a normal player anymore. I've been playing these things long enough to where I know that I'm going to need a little bit more difficulty if I want to actually rate the game. So I think I played it on Suicide Mission, and um, it is an intense game, and it's unlike any other third-person shooter or any other... Uh, war games kind of thing. I mean, we've both played Black Ops. We've both played... I mean, Black Ops had a little bit of a twisted story in the uh, first-person thing. I mean, we've played Splinter Cell Double Agent, but this takes it one step further. Uh, to just frame it, you are... Uh, you're, you're basically a, a team of three soldiers in Delta Force, and you are... Uh, in an alternate universe, uh, Dubai has basically been shut down by massive sandstorms, and uh, the city has basically been evacuated. It's a no-man's land. Uh, they send in the 33rd Battalion called the Damned. So anytime you know something's called the Damned, it's probably not going to end too well for those uh, gentlemen. Uh, led by one Joseph Conrad of uh, Heart of Darkness, uh, you know, fame, the the book by... <laughs> so um, lots of references to that in the game. Lots of references to Apocalypse Now. I mean, this is just a twisted, visceral experience. You, in this game, you are fighting American soldiers, Oh, wow. Yeah, you're not fighting some nameless, uh, you know, uh, um, just a nameless country. You know, you're not fighting some other people that are off to the side. You're fighting American soldiers that have gone rogue and are are fighting back against a squad of three. There is no ammo in the city. So you, and you can't get comfortable. Like everybody, when they play one of these games, they're like, oh, no, 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 man. I like the shotgun as my secondary weapon. I like the M16 with the ACOG sights. No, no, no. You you pick up the weapon, you start, you go in, you're like, okay, this is good. I can get, handle it. You know, you you, you aim, you point, you pop, and you shoot. It's pretty good. It has really good controls. But then you run out of ammo, and you realize that all the guys fighting you, they in the first round, they all have uh, AK-47s. You're like, okay, well, I guess I have to pick up one of them. So you drop, you know, the game. It's like you do you know, cost-benefit analysis throughout the entire game, and it is sick. There are F-bombs th- flying all over the place. This is a very, very gritty game. It didn't just earn the M-plus rating. It, like, it, it wears it like a badge of honor. I mean, this, <laughs> and it, it's bloody. It, it, I mean, you see people get shot in the head. The head not only explodes, but, like, they do it in slow motion. Whenever you get score a headshot, everything slows down for just a half a second. I love that. <laughs> oh, my God. And it, it, it's, it's really good. I'm giving you the game tonight so that you can play it. Nice. And uh, it has a really nice on- online multiplayer. There are twists and turns in this story like you wouldn't believe. There's hallucinations. You go through post-traumatic stress syndrome. I mean, it is twisted. And wow. it is really, really good. So I really thoroughly enjoyed this game. I gave it an 8 out of 10 or a 4.5 out of uh, 5 if we're going for that for beans. I forget where what the, the, the score system that we were using it. Uh, the only reason that I took any kind of points off at all is because I really kind of wish the multiplayer was just a little bit better done. Um, it, it doesn't seem as quick or as responsive, and it might just be that there's not a lot of people currently playing it or, yeah. or that I wasn't going into different things. I've seen a lot of... Um, 
commercials for this thing out there. If you really, uh, it's right now. It's actually on sale on Amazon. So if you, you owe it to yourself, if you really like the genre, but you want something like you're actually playing a novel, you're actually there, there's there's a lot of character development. You actually get to know the two other guys in in your uh, in your squad quite well. So it, it's it's Adams and Luco, and you're like you're fighting with these guys, and like you know they they argue amongst themselves. They they argue about the different decisions that they have to make. There are no good decisions in this game. And you know, there's there's non-combatants running around. Every other game that you ever play, if you sh- you kill a non-combatant, there's some kind of reference to it. Like you either get a score or you get points taken away. Nothing happens. If you kill somebody, your team chooses to react badly to that. That's the only thing. It does nothing to your score. It does nothing to any any ob- objects that you're trying to do. If you want to, you could choose to mow down absolutely everybody in front of you. <laughs> but like the game itself taunts you. It is so freakish. I mean, it's some of the uh, the loading screens, which I'm actually going to pull up here because I had one saved. One of the, the loading screens that they have there, it says, can you even remember why you came here? And in fact, some of them, uh, I mean, the the music from the game, like they have Jimi Hendrix in the background, uh, they have a whole bunch of other really good stuff, but I mean, some of the things that they have in there, uh, they have taunts, uh, oh man, I need to actually find the, the quotes, but it's, uh, you do realize all of this is your fault. And you're like, what? what? Why is the loading screen telling me that the game is my fault? <laughs> and it's it's like, you know, people are suffering, people are dying, and it's your fault. And it, it, there's sandstorms, there's a whole bunch of other really good stuff. And so I, I highly suggest that you actually get a chance to play this. This one is a cool, cool game. And now, as part of the wonderful thing that we like to try and do here at the Caffeination Podcast, we ran a contest, but it was kind of a, a covert contest. You had to read the blog because we hadn't been doing episodes in a little while. I felt, thought it would be a really good idea to actually uh, set this up and uh, you know get get everybody uh, up and running. So we have a couple uh, suggestions. We're going to enter the number into the random number generator and click Generate. And uh, the giveaway actually goes to Billy Winston, since you were the last one to enter, and this was it found out to be the last number that was there. Uh, Billy, thank you very much for entering. I will uh, get your information off to the fine folks at 2K, uh, 2K Games. Uh, thank you ever so much to uh, letting us actually run this. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that was a nice, easy. I'm very sorry to everybody out there who uh, doesn't didn't actually win this game, but uh, you, you can verify it actually says number four, correct? And, and there we go. One, two, there we go. And, uh, yep. So there we go. Billy was uh, number four in the list. There was a whole bunch of other people that were, are going to be a little bit disappointed. But thank you very much to uh, 2K Games to uh, allowing us to run this uh, contest. Next time. Next time, everybody, next time. And hopefully next time we'll actually announce it on the podcast so that you can get in on it. But uh, we hope to see uh, everybody out there. Uh, if you're playing this, uh, send a, uh, a request over to PZUL or uh, your Metal Monkey, right? Yeah. Okay, it's still Metal Monkey there. And yeah. Don't even worry about the spelling. Nah. We're, we're gonna put. We're gonna put <laughs> what we're gonna do on the the Caffeination homepage is we're actually gonna put connect to us like a button or something like that. And there's just gonna be a link to each of our Xbox Live profiles so that you can actually game with uh, the guys from the Caffeination as, as a little bit simpler because uh, he has uh, all kinds of letters and Tom Fuller upside of it in, right. in his monkey. So uh, <laughs> and in the metal as well. So all right, moving right along. Uh, the next little thing that we got for you here is uh, the Doctor Paul unboxes the next. A seven, except it's not me, the Doctor Paul. It is actually George Saint Pierre, uh, the uh, Francophile from uh, Canada. It means he speaks the French. He parlez the Francais, and uh, he wait. actually <laughs> oui, oui. <laughs> si. wait, see, wait, see, is Spanish. 
<laughs> yeah. Wee oui, wee oui, indeed. So uh, it's actually a really fun thing. It's basically a clip uh, of him pretending to be like one of us, like a podcaster opening up something. I hate unboxing videos. I never watch them. Do you? No. I mean, I, I think they're the most ridiculous. It's like a bunch of people sitting there, oh, you know, you can tell from the quality of the packaging. I mean, I could have done an unboxing video with my droid Razor Max. I mean, hey, look at this. It is nice svelte. It feels like you're actually touching something quite expensive. Feel it. Wow. Yes, and then you open it up, and hey, you know what? The gadget that we already saw a picture of is on the inside of it. Imagine that. I'd like to see an unboxing video where you open it up, and there's a chicken. <laughs> I mean, I want to see magic. <laughs> Make Ta-da. Ta-da. Why is there a still-beating human heart inside my Droid Razor Max box? Now, that would be a boxing video that you could see. Well, what they do here is actually the ninjas from the original Google Nexus uh, uh, commercial actually bust through his door, and he fights them in order to, to open it up. So I thought it was a pretty cool thing and wanted to pass it along to the group. All right, and uh, keep it in the vein of the videos. What do we got up next here, Steve? Uh, we have the Star Wars skiers versus snowboards. And what this is is uh, it's actually pretty pretty neat stunts and everything like that. Uh, you got, I believe, the snowboarders are dressed up as... Uh, the snow troopers or whatever they are. Yeah, something like that. And then you got the uh, skiers as the uh, stormtroopers. No, no, the... No, yeah, the, sorry. The, the the snowboarder was dressed up as the pilot from the Rebel Alliance, right? And and the uh, the the stormtrooper slash snowtrooper people were the skiers, right? Yeah, so and that that's how that was. They have a bunch of tricks and everything. That's actually pretty neat to watch. You know, it's it's. I love he's doing like the Star Star Wars rail jam. On the yeah. <laughs> he's like grinding rails, and then they they ride the. Uh, the uh, ski lift back yes. up, and I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> and. Uh, Going from that to what we want to talk about next is actually uh, pretty much the same thing, except that instead of uh, snow, they go to sand. And uh, it's Moto X uh, Stormtrooper style. And that, that's even better. <laughs> I, I like this one a little bit better, except uh, in, in this video, they have the, uh, the sand people show up. Yeah. So it's like, you know, thumbs up for the sand people. Always thumbs up for the sand people, please. <laughs> but the only thing that was really, really good about the snow one is they actually had a wampa show up. And, you know, that's the big creature, you know, with the big fangs and everything, yeah. like the giant abominable snowman. And he actually takes out one of the stormtroopers and drags him off into the forest. So, I mean, that was pretty cool in the other one. Um, and the best part is about the stormtroopers that they use on the bikes is actually the same stormtrooper costume that they use on the speeders. Right. So I, I was like, yeah, the 501st guys, they, they got some attention to detail. Yes, up they in this did. Case. <laughs> and them, them, them geeks be paying attention. That's right. <laughs> so that, that was pretty cool. Thank you. Then uh, you want to you intro the next one? Uh, yeah, why not? Um, Goodyear, I guess, uh, trying to, you know, definitely push uh, their Eagle, what was it, the Eagle F1 tires? Yeah. And uh, in doing so, they, they actually came up with a creative idea, which, <laughs> you know, I just love. And it, what it is is they get, um, I forget uh, the guy's name. Yeah, they uh, get uh, four, four uh, people, you know, potential uh, buyers of these tires, and uh, they say uh, they... Goodyear offers a test run, and of course they want to go for a test run. But, but yeah, but they're, they're a little skeptical. What do you mean a test run yeah. on the tires? <laughs> it's like, what am I going to do, get in the tire? <laughs> and uh, and of course they, they get uh, none other than uh, a stunt driver by the name of Danny Downey. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, he, he definitely throws uh, some impressive moves uh, with these tires. Oh, he, hoon, he hoons all over the place with this. I mean, it's it's kind of like that Ginkana video that I showed you, yeah. Ginkana 5. We're actually going to put that in as at the end of this video, or at the end of this uh, podcast, so that you guys can see that. But 
Oh my god! Yeah, the the, the stunts that they're pulling. I want a BMW now. <laughs> I mean, they're sliding across. He's like power sliding through, you know, oncoming muscle cars. And the best part of the entire video, my in my opinion, is this: these the the uh, Goodyear Eagle F1 asymmetrical tires are excellent in high performance situations. And as they're driving through the lot, he says, "Q." high performance situation and everybody goes what <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden like there's cars coming out of nowhere they follow a pinata, a truck, pinata truck and there's stuff coming out the back they go through a rain slick area they have exploding ice sculptures and uh, then he like you know sw- spins around and says poof little banner drops says control freak um just fantastic you know what if i'm ever in the market for some high performance tires uh goodyear with their blimp and their uh their uh, stunt driver definitely beats out the Michelin Man with his weak cartoon. Yes, so I, I would have to agree and, on that. And no more babies in this one. I mean, nah. You don't need a baby. <laughs> These are Eagle F ones. You have Danny Downey throwing around his weight. <laughs> and uh, yeah, next we're gonna go. You know, we, we I didn't even realize we have a theme of Star Wars. Yeah, there's here. a lot of Star Wars <laughs> stuff. I don't know. Maybe July. I mean, May is supposed to be Star Wars stuff. Come on, people. May the fourth. Right. Yeah, now this is this is interesting. But yeah, yeah, this cons- this guy is interesting. Yeah, considering the fact that uh, since I'm the only one right now with uh, facial hair. Yeah, another change uh, yeah. since the last time we recorded. <laughs> um, you'll notice there's no wind resistance between my voice and the actual microphone. Uh, for the first time in 16 years, for more than like a week. Yeah. Um, I, I'm completely clean shaven. I have a baby face right now, so it's 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 a little disconcerting to everybody who looks at me. Still don't like it. You still don't like it. Uh, you need the beard. Fear okay. the beard. <laughs> Fear the beard. Yes, that is true. And I am a little afraid of the beard that uh, Chad Roberts is sporting right here. Yeah, it's the uh, X-wing fighter. <laughs> I mean, it takes a special kind of gentleman to 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 style your massive beard. I mean, that is a lot of follicle, and that's that's a lot of detail too. Yeah, he even has a little pilot. In yes, the he does. Like, I noticed that. jammed right into the middle of the beard thing, and it, so yeah, he's. Uh, styled his beard to look just like an, an X-Wing pilot, and then he is wearing the helmet. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what I, I see here is that he is actually a... Uh, he's the founder of the RVA Beard League. <laughs> Which is... You know what? Richmond, that, Virginia Beard League. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, by the way, when I shaved my beard, I actually shaved just down to the cop mustache where it stopped at the corner of my uh, mouth. Mm-hmm. I could never be a cop and pull this off because my wife said, you know, I had to go back upstairs and shave it immediately. <laughs> she said I looked like uh, somebody who belonged on Anchorman. Yeah, I should have taken more pictures of that. And, and uh, one, one quantal, uh, qu- you know thing about this guy is I actually believe it is him on his website where he tied pap- uh, the, the beer cans to his beard. See, that, that, that doesn't actually work if, unless you have straws. I mean, it's not like a holster. It's not like you, you have like grenades going across your chest. It's beer, man. It's, a, it's supposed to go in your mouth, not on it. I'll, I'll tell you what. If they're full cans of beers, then I am impressed because uh, yeah, that, 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 that has one hefty beard. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. All right, moving right along. Yet another, yet another video situation going on. Uh, we have the Star Wars that I used to know. It's a parody by the gentleman over at Teddy Films on uh, Gautier's uh, video. Oh man, what is it? <laughs> Someone that I used to know. And the song, the song's kind of haunting. It's all right. Uh, it's not really my style of music usually, but the guy has a really nice voice. Uh, this actually looks even better. It's called the Star Wars that I used to know, and it is Anakin. Uh, singing 
to what ends up being George Lucas halfway through the video, talking, lamenting the changes, and it's actually incredibly well written. So the guys over at Teddy Films did a fantastic job on this one, and it's exactly the same thing. And the funny thing is, people were commenting on the gentleman. I personally can't comment on his attractiveness one way or another, but uh, the, the the fine females that were were watching this YouTube video actually said that you know he was significantly an upgrade to uh, Gautier, so that they, the Gautier should actually hire the model that these guys worked with yeah. to to be on his next video. So I'm sure Gautier, wherever he is, uh, you know, bathing in his swaths of money, uh, pro- probably uh, wishes he looked a little bit more like this guy. Maybe. I still think it's a good song. <laughs> it's it's good. It's funny. Uh, the next little thing that we got for you here, of this one is all a, you. It's a little piece of heaven. It's a, <laughs> a symphony uh, devoted completely to uh, the music of Zelda is uh, going around. And uh, what are it? Are they, is it the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra? The Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra is coming to the Man Music Center in Philadelphia on July 25th. Yes, which you originally thought we were not going to be here, but that is the week before we end up taking our vacation. So, yes, uh, it, we will be here. I'm probably not going to go to that. You, you're considering fundage issues. Of course. You know, I, I sh- might have to sport a little bit of cash just to see this. It, it is a moral imperative. And uh, the the reason, uh, you know, that I hope the music's great, but, you know, if it's anyway, as, you know, we were discussing with, uh, honestly, their website, it's a little... Uh, horrible. <laughs> I mean, not even a little horrible. This is a lot horrible. I mean, they have the ocarina. Good on you, mate. I like that. I'm feeling a little Australian today. So you have the, the, uh, the ocarina. You have what appears to be some sort of compass situation. You have a pokey thing over here that I don't really know what it does. It's a toothpick. It's a toothpick. Okay, <laughs> that's what we'll go with. Um, but it, when you click on team, it says coming soon. Coming soon. It, it's it's going to be here in like 20 days, and there's other dates before us. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that they have is the schedule, and uh, the first one is actually tomorrow. <laughs> so the team thing should be filled out by this point. They're going from San Diego to Orlando to Philadelphia. I mean, they didn't even plan things in a row. I mean, it's like, San Diego or, yeah, it's like San Diego to Orlando, up to Philadelphia, over to Vienna, which is actually in Virginia, not Vienna. Now, uh, then they go to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, because, you know, home home you, turf. You would think they would end it in Pittsburgh. You know, yeah, that, start and end. I mean, if you're going to do two dates in Pittsburgh, you know, cornerstone it, you know, and you know, bookend it. And then uh, San Jose, Toronto, Minneapolis, Boston, Chicago, New York City, West Palm Beach, and Miami. So they start in California. That's the only date. No, no, sorry. They have San Jose as well. It's just, it's all over the place, and there's not a lot of information. Press and booking was another coming soon and about. Uh, is coming, coming soon. soon. So they have no information on there at all. We don't know who I, whose idea this was. We don't know anything other than the fact that there was a billboard one morning when my wife was driving to work. It was her turn. I saw it. I snapped the picture. said, what are you doing? I said, I'm e- emailing your brother because there's something that he needs to take care of. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Whoever did the scheduling of that is, you know, really needs to learn. Because if you go to any concert or anything, you can see, like, if they start in, like, Seattle – They'll go all the way down to like San Jose, California, and then you know they'll work across. their way. Yeah. Across. They'll, they'll make one big circle, not jump back and forth. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they wanted some frequent flyer miles. I just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like that, didn't you? That was good. That all was right. good. All right, moving right along. There's not too many puns here today. We're moving nah. too quick. 
All right. Moving right along, we have a little bit of a, a devilish good time this time, and that's forcing it. Uh, Ron Perlman dons his Hellboy persona for a very special kid. Uh, I love this. I mean, he really went all out on this. The Make-A-Wish Foundation got a request from a special little kid named Zachary who wanted to meet and become Hellboy. And so they, the, the guys at uh, Spectral Motion, the place that uh, actually did all the special effects for Hellboy, contacted Ron Perlman, and he flew out. They they did makeup to make him look exactly like Hellboy. I mean, that is full studio makeup. Yeah. That took like eight hours to put on him. Yeah. I mean, and the, the thing is, with this kind of makeup and these kind of prosthetics, they actually had to have a cast of his face. So they already have the cast of his face from the movies. So they were able to actually, it, it did save them a little bit of time. But I mean, you know, he has the hand, he has the, 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 the whole trench coat thing. And so he sits there and has a whole day with the guys that are doing the makeup. They, they, uh, the kid sees him actually, you know, put on everything and then he orders a Hellboy style meal for the kid's family and everybody else involved, burger shakes and fries and pays for it all himself. <laughs> and then to cap the day off, they actually make the kid up to look like Hellboy. That's you know what, that's fantastic. And the the thing that a lot of people uh, you know commented on some really you know tool bags that that were in a lot of you know I mean the, the absolute best of the best in the world of people uh, only comment on YouTube videos. I mean you yeah. can actually really see the dregs of society. And there's like oh my god, why did they phone it in for this kid? Well, because they didn't want to put the sick kid in a chair for eight hours, and you know they. they He's sick. You don't know what kind of medications. You don't know what kind of sensitivities right. he has. I mean, it's p- quite possible this kid could be allergic to everything under the sun. You yeah. don't want to put all that really nasty makeup on him. And I, I still think it's not too bad. That's not too bad. I mean, they had a couple of people say, oh, my God, I'm like a, a carnival airbrusher. I could have made him look so much better. It's, you know what? It's not the same. Nah. And any of those paints you could use, you could still get a reaction to. So yes. if the kid had any kind of, you know, I mean, I know my son broke out in the one time we got his face painted ba- like Batman. But the next year and the year before, he, nothing happened to right. him. So, I mean, I, I know you even had a little bit of a reaction when you had your uh, Spider-Man makeup on. Yeah, a little bit. So, and that was only on for like an hour, wasn't it? That was on for a couple hours, and that that was, you know... I think it, it was either the paint or the baby wife should took <laughs> to wipe it off before going to a, ham, a family party. Oh, I still think you should have gone to Spider Man. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I appreciated the fact that you got into makeup for my kid. Yeah, and uh, you know, it, it's just so cool. I mean, they really went all out. This is not a half job at all. I nah. mean, this is on point. Uh, uh, and, and Ron Perlman did say that if uh, Guillermo del Toro ever gets off his rear end and does it, he is on board to do Hellboy three. And I would. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I love Hellboy. I love the movies. Oh I think yeah, they're fantastic. But you know what? I I, I give props to Ron Perlman for him to do that. That's oh, just that's eight hours you, you, just you, sitting there. You have you. I mean, honestly, you have you know actors and actors and a lot of celebrities who are like, I won't do. I, you know, you know, you know, boo to them for that. <laughs> but you know what? He he's just one of those people that are like, oh yeah, he wants it done. Let's go. Yeah, and it, it didn't look like there was any second thoughts. Just no. boom, let's make it happen. I, that's that's just cool. Yeah. All right, you can head on over to the Caffeination uh, website because a lot of these stories today are actually uh, culled directly from the blog. So that just means that if you don't hear from us, you don't get anything in your email, you might want to head on over and actually subscribe to the updates so you get it in Google Reader or whatever else you have like that. So, I mean, it's, it's a nice, easy way to keep up to date with what we have up there. Um, the uh, next thing we have here, this is actually from out at the X Games in uh, California. Uh, right. You want to take this away, good sir? Yeah, I'll take it away. And uh, this is what they call the Hot Wheels Double Loop Stunt, which uh, taken right from Hot Wheels, of course. And you know what? I saw I saw it actually. Uh, I didn't see it live. I wish I did. But when I saw the video, I just thought it was amazing. 
that they were actually able to do it, you know. <laughs> it, it just perfection. And this thing's made out of plywood and steel, and it's 125 tons of material that go into making it. The actual loop itself, there, it can generate 7 Gs on the driver. Most people can only accommodate 4.5 yeah. to 5 before they pass out. I don't know how you get work your way up to accommodating the g's and it's not even like they could blow through it the fastest they could go is 52 miles an hour yeah before you know it tends to to fall off the track i mean yeah they had some safety guide wires but you're driving a you know one ton vehicle around (laughs) there and there's two of you so if the guy in front messes up the guy behind you is going to tune you up even more and it, it's, I think they said this thing is like uh, somewhere around six, it's, it's 700 feet long, the total track length, and it is six to eight stories tall. So that's like 80 feet tall in the middle of the loop. And it's just it's just neat. So uh, hats off to those gentlemen who actually put this together, and it looked really cool. I have to put a link up to the actual video being completed so you can see that. But Yeah. All right, now the next up, we have a list of uh, two different T-shirts that actually came up that were unbelievable designs. I love Goonies, and they had the Never Say Die logo with one-eyed uh, Willie and the uh, the piece of eight and all the other fun little pieces that you can see in there. They had the key, they had the doubloons, the they had the... Uh, the uh, swashbuckling uh, swords and everything else. I really kind of wish that I had dipped into the uh, kitty a little bit and paid for this one. It'll surface somewhere else. i, I got to find out. Uh, the uh, team member Bisquits is the one who did that. Uh, the artist uh, Megan Lara is actually responsible for the design, so hopefully she'll uh, debut it on another site soon. And then the shirt that I'm actually wearing today because our good friend Steve actually gifted it to me. Thank you ever so much. It's dangerous to go alone. You need to take this shirt. It's the old man in the cave giving away... What is the master's sword in this one? And it's only yes. because it looked cooler than the regular sword. Right, instead of the wooden sword. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't really want him to give a give a wooden sword on a cool-looking shirt like this. There's fire, there's all kinds of stuff. and But it just, you know, it says, take this, and it has the, uh, the guy handing the sword and the little uh, Triforce up at the top. I mean, this is incredibly well done. Uh, the only thing is, it's just obtuse enough that nobody who's looking at it goes, oh, yeah, that's Zelda, right off the bat. So yeah, it's really they, they cool. look at it. And you know what? Um, I actually wore it. Uh, as soon as it came into the mail, I would, you know, stripped and put that on. But uh, I wore it out, I think that Friday, I went to the mall, you know, walking around. And I was getting a lot of comments. People were like, oh, that's an awesome shirt. And I'm like, yeah, you damn right it is. Yeah, you know, I, get, I get a lot of compliments whenever I wear any of the T-Fury shirts and stuff out there in public because you don't see that no. kind of design anymore. And, like, I have the robot shirt, and I wear the heck out of all these things. Yeah. And they're just they're, they're one-offs. So it's like if you don't get it that day, you ain't going to get it right. unless they list it on another sh- site. Yeah. So it's I love that that element about there. I always get a lot of comments on my Gandalf one. <laughs> the Gandalf and Alf mix-up. But, uh, yeah, that one's pretty cool, so thank you very much for that. All right, the Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 1 Avengers Assemble. We talked about this 10-disc 6 movie collection. Uh, they just released, so I have the, uh, li- the link to the announcement on Caffeination, then they just released what it actually looks like. Um it's in a metal briefcase. It's really in a metal briefcase, ah, and and it glows. It has the Tesseract in the middle, and I, I don't know what to say other than the fact that it is unbelievable. It's $150, but you get a metal briefcase that glows, and you get you know 10 discs. There's the, the six movies, so it goes Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, the Mar- Marvel's The Avengers, and then it has an unreleased seventh 
item called Shield Avengers Initiative. I don't know if it's a collection of a bunch of little vignettes where they're talking to the different people about the Avengers. I don't know what it is. But there's also three other DVDs, or Blu-rays rather, of uh, content and everything in there. So I love this. I can't wait for Iron Man 3, and I really want to see what they do with the next Hulk that has Mark Ruffalo in it. And you still haven't seen the Avengers. No, I still haven't seen the Avengers. I saw Thor. All right, there you go. But you know, you already knew that. And what I, what I actually think is like you're looking at you're looking at the picture of it revealed and it glowing and it's it looks awesome. And I looked at that and I was like, now you can see that before they you know released what it actually looks like, they showed the preview of you know it's hidden. You can actually now tell that it's a briefcase. Yeah, and it, it is the same style of briefcase that Nick Fury used in the movie to actually have all the files and everything. And everything is laid out like files that you would get on each individual Avenger. Yeah. So it's it's just really really awesome and cool. So hands off to or hats off rather to to those gentlemen who do that. Well, we could put our hands in there too. Yeah, yeah hands everything <laughs> in. You, you give you a hand. <laughs> All right, now we have Steve's world. Yes, we're gonna light up the uh, little candle we got on over here and. Uh, <laughs> From the shores of Hyrule, with the Zacharina in his hand, he's a bad bad man. Welcome to Steve's world. It's always something different, isn't it? Yeah, I gotta keep you on your toes, my friend. <laughs> All right, and this week I figured, uh, you know, we we have a story that I'm gonna tell after this little artist thing, but um, because of that, I I figured why not do? Uh, I originally thought to do horror horror film mistakes, and uh, what came up was thirteen mo- uh, the top thirteen movie mistakes, which actually uh, I should show my father because he is a stickler for watching a movie he'll point it out right then and there and ruin the rest of the movie (laughs) (laughs) so i'm just going to run off a few of them some of them you've probably seen some of them you haven't um for instance uh we started off uh, you know me and you talking about this was uh terminator 2 and uh the famous mistake in that one is uh where the t-1000 punches his body through the window of the helicopter to get inside only for it to be intact seconds later (laughs) Which is, uh, I, I, I didn't catch it at first. Like, I don't catch a lot of these things, but, yeah. you know, you get people who do. Um, the one you actually uh, pointed out to me I never noticed was uh, in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, the story's narrator describes the scene as taking place in late November while Brad and Janet are listening to Nixon's resignation speech on the car radio. However, the uh, president actually resigned in August. So, uh... <laughs> They need to uh, bump up their little uh, game there. Just a little. Just a little. And, uh, you know, there's a couple more. Um, you know, I'll throw one more in that uh, since I like, you know, technicality. Uh, Jack tells Rose he went ice fishing in Lake Wissota. <laughs> but, uh, unfortunately, it was a man-made lake uh, in Wisconsin that was uh, filled in 1918, six years after the Titanic sunk. Yeah, so. I, know, I know there's a lot of errors in that <laughs> one, but that, you know, despite, despite the fact that everything about it, my dad hates that movie just because of the errors, too. Yeah. And you know, my wife loves that movie unconditionally, <laughs> so it, it, it's kind of funny. So we can sit here and laugh about it all we want, but if we were to go upstairs and tell her about it, she'd be like, nah. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, there's a bunch more. Uh, one in particular, Lord of the Rings, which you didn't want to get into at all, probably because there's a bunch of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a ton. <laughs> but um, going from that, we would go to... Uh, you know, that that would be it for the uh, facts, and what brought that up was the fact that... Give me a second. Uh, the, uh, m- infamous, the, the famous bad uh, villains of uh, old age. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And uh, what we're talking about here is, you know, the, it, sh- it shows uh, different, uh, yeah, for, uh, photographer. Uh, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna butcher his name. Federico Chiesa. I guess that's Federico Chiesa. Yeah, that's oh, uh, yeah. It sounds Italian. <laughs> yeah, he's Italian. He's a visionary Italian <laughs> photographer. And uh, what he did was he took uh, famous famous uh, horror film uh, villains such as Jason, Freddy Krueger, the uh, he even threw in the twins from The Shining, and he just you know he put what they would look like uh, basically in their retirement. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, uh, you know my my favorite would be uh, Mike Myers and his Walker, <laughs> but he's got you know Jason living on the streets, Freddy Krueger, and uh, you know at the table by himself with a nice bottle of wine from uh, Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I guess your favorite would have to be Darth Vader. <laughs> I don't know why he has a water bottle sitting in his lap, but um, you know what that is? That's not a water bottle. That's one of those uh, those he- heating. Uh, <laughs> Okay. There's little bags that you fill with hot water, you know, okay. compressor or whatever. But yeah, and I, I actually believe he uses his uh, his lightsaber as a light. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a good pickup. He has the lightsaber off to the side. It's kind of like a, a uh, accent lamp. That's right. <laughs> It'd be funnier if he was using his uh, chest to change the TV. Yeah, <laughs> that's but, a pretty good find. Yeah, that's not that's not too bad. But uh, yeah, go over check it out. Uh, at we found this at stumbleupon.com, so definitely check it out. All right. Thank you very much, good sir. Now we have a, are going to do a quick rundown of the food and caffeinated bits, and then we're going to head you out on your way because it's a long show because we've been gone a long time. So yeah. the first one, uh, I think that's all you. Uh, which one are we talking about? Are we talking about the uh, the portal grenade mug? Uh, yes, yes, I will. Ah, that would be the one that looks, you know, sort of like a lemon. <laughs> it's just a <laughs> which, little bit, a which, combustible lemon, if you will. That's right, which, of course, you know, we all uh, we know all too well here at the caffeination. <laughs> and uh, you know what, for uh, for Cave Johnson to get something like this, uh, I'd be a little impressed. You know, it's 20 bucks. It's not too bad. I don't know if it's like an oversized lemon mug or not, but I, I if I were I a man of means and had coin laying around, I would probably buy it. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little iffy about buying a mug like that, but uh, maybe. It looks like sturdy enough. It looks like it's not going to fall apart unless you pull the pin on it. It's probably it's probably more. Uh, it can hold liquid a lot better than that skull you made out of the uh, three yeah. days. Yeah, thank you. We talked about that last time. Remember? Yes, we did. <laughs> and the only reason I didn't want to talk about the Lord of the Rings one for the movie mistakes wasn't because I, I respect the movie. It's because there's a lot of them, <laughs> and, it, and it's it's a lot. And it's not necessarily mistakes that are actually in the script or anything. It's mistakes of. When you have, like, huge landscape scenes that they were taking, like, every once in a while you see a car. <laughs> or you'll see, like, uh, a normal foot and a hobbit foot next to each other. And you're like, wait a minute, what? Okay. <laughs> and I, I only picked up a couple of them. And whenever I read them, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, and then, then you go and you start looking for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, the next two things we have are just quick little doodles that I posted when mm-hmm. I was uh, home with the kids the one day. Uh, it was stay calm and drink iced coffee. And the next one is heat makes people go crazy. So stay cool. So my uh, recipe, which is the next thing, I think we talked about it on the last thing. but we, I, we, Yeah, we talked very little about it. We did talk a little bit about it, but it actually worked out unbelievable. And this is flipping the funnel. You freeze the coffee concentrate, you put water in the glass, you drop the ice cubes made of coffee concentrate into the glass, and within two minutes you have ice-cold coffee. 
It's fantastic. It's an easy way to actually do this whole situation. And I've had a couple of people try it, and they say that they really liked it. You can do it with normal coffee, but it takes a lot more ice cubes to get the job done. That's why I say you make the coffee concentrate. We actually have other uh, ways in which you can do it. It's really simple. It does not take very much time. And on a hot day, you just you don't want to have to brew the coffee, then chill it down after you're done. You just want to throw the cubes in the glass and, and get out there and go. So ice, coffee, drop the mic. Boom. Do you have it in your freezer right now? Uh, actually, no. <laughs> you know why? Because I've used two ice cube trays full of them in the past week. <laughs> All right, next little thing we got up here is a fun little thing from Etsy that uh, is directly for you and your lady friend. That's right, it would be. <laughs> uh, what these are is, uh, of course, it has to do with Zelda, and uh, they're aprons. Am I correct? Yes. Yes, they are aprons uh, for you know a low cost of uh, $30. You can get one of, uh, you know, the... Link with his uh, little outfit, and uh, or you can get the one for the princess. I, I thought that's pretty cool. I mean, I love a lot of the different ones that they have over there. Uh, Rachel Brandford's actually the uh, artist uh, responsible for these over at Esty. Uh, her username is Love to Write, and uh, yeah, so she has R two D two, Batman, Wonder Woman, Captain America. I, I love all these, but my absolute favorite favorite would be Thor. And, of course, Thor is only $15, and it would say, Hello, Midgardians, be prepared to feast upon a bevy of tasty items I lay before thee. I, I would have to talk in yelling the entire time, and I would call everyone Midgardians. And it would be fantastic because I would be serving copious amounts of meat. And it would have to be phrased just like that. So, I mean, they, you can see the Wonder Woman here, if you look at this screen, Steve. The Wonder Woman there, and then they have all the other ones that she worked with. Batman, or Batwoman, as the case may be. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, and uh, R2-D2 apparently uh, is a unisex style. Beep boop. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. Wanted to share it with the group. I thought those were all, and I, th I thought of you as soon as I saw those. And I was like, you know what? Zelda wants Link back in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> because we all know she's the one who wears the pants in the situation. That's, right. yeah, that's absolutely right. All right, and then uh, our fine friend over at uh, INeedCoffee.com, Mass sent us in this wonderful link to beans replacing oil paint in the world's biggest coffee painting. So using pointillism-style painting and actually roasting each individual bean to a specific hue, it took 12 days to cre create. It's 30 square feet, and it is a one large painting done entirely with roasted coffee beans. This is unbelievable. It's a new Guinness Book of World Records. I love this thing. This is awesome. Unbelievable. That has, that has great detail in it, too. Yeah, and you know what? When you're done, it probably smells fantastic. <laughs> what is it, like that Febreze commercial where you stick your nose right on it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you just you just sit there and just enjoy, you know, savor the flavor. That's right. <laughs> All right, then that that about wraps it up here for the food and caffeinated bits. We have our final thought. Two little things. The first thing is, is kind of a whimsical uh, video that we watched before we got everything all situated. It's Plastic Army Men dance in a fun stop motion animated video. That's uh, over at. Uh, uh, laughingsquid.com but David Flane who works for Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network we've actually recognized his style yes. a little bit but has this fun kind of really uh, poppy uh, it's not big band it, the, the band's actually called Pink Martini and that perfectly describes the kind of sound that you get out of them but it's uh, stop motion animation with your little plastic army men of all different uh, sizes and flavors it, it's it's really well yeah. done and it, it, it actually looks like the old kind of like a 1960s mod kind of dancing and it, it just it, it's really really nifty and then the other one that we're going to throw in there just because I showed Steve right before this is Ginkana 5 
with uh, Ken Block driving around San Francisco. If you've ever been to San Francisco, you realize just how insane these stunts are. It's a guy driving around the city in a souped-up rally car, drifting around turns, going through obstacles. Uh, uh, On Lombard Street, where there's the eight turns within one block, all hairpin, he goes up. They shut down half the city for him to do this. This That's is insane. He's, he's drifting his car on a barge <laughs> that's crossing. I mean, and he, he jumps Telegraph Hill. Telegraph Hill. I mean, it, this is the kind of stuff you want to do when you go through San Francisco. Yeah. You don't want to wait in traffic. <laughs> it's a fantastic city. I got to say, if I ever had to move to the West Coast, that would be where I would end up. I love San Francisco. We walked all over it when we were there. So, uh, but yeah, it's just seeing that kind of stuff and actually being able to point out, hey, I remember that. Whoa. <laughs> okay, wow. That's that. Yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> he drifts around two trolley cars. I remember, it just it was unbelievable. So, I mean, head on over there. You can watch King Kana Five, and you can also watch the Army Men dancing for a little bit of a point counterpoint thing going on. All right, that about wraps it up here today for caffeination number 534. It's been a long, a long time since we uh, threw one of these down, so hopefully you'll pick it up and enjoy it. Uh, we are listed lovingly nestled along with our little uh, episodic friends over www.caffination.com. That is caffeination.com, in case you couldn't figure that out for yourself. We have been, and we always will be, the Caffeine Culture and Technology News section here. We are a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. But more than that, we are sponsored by Puzzle Piece Productions. Puzzle Piece Productions, it's a web and graphic design firm where everything just falls right into place for your company. So you can head on over to PuzzlePiecePro.com. We like to try different slogans out every time. I, I, I noticed. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> one of these times I'll find one that actually really, really works. But obviously I'm the, the person who does all the designing over there. And we also wanted to make a quick mention at the end of this. Uh, PodCamp Philly is not going to happen this year. Uh, and that's because, you know, there's a lot of different conventions that are happening all over the the uh, eastern seaboard as it was and there's a lot of different conventions within philadelphia so what the organizers for podcamp philly have done have actually worked with the organizers from podcamp boston and podcamp new hampshire and you actually get something called podcamp east it's actually taking place in delaware and it's going to be september 28th through the 30th that's friday saturday sunday it's friday night saturday and sunday day i'm hoping to attend at least one of the days it is a huge event it is going to be the culmination of three podcamps all put together together it is unbelievable it is insane and i did all the art for it so far so i'm really kind of enjoying it i made the logo did all that fun stuff uh and uh, there's a whole great team so everybody you up top up top you like that one <laughs> right. wow, wow. i just got a high five on my own show <laughs> that's how good this logo is you like that that's good, that's good. good. all right there you go <laughs> <laughs> wow, I feel I feel I feel all kinds of special. As <laughs> like, so we got that going on. Uh, the Podcamp East is also uh, tuning up over at Facebook. Just search for Podcamp East, and you will find it. All the wonderful details are listed over there. Uh, so I just want to send a huge shout out to the people running that, Whitney Hoffman, and the whole group that's actually putting that together unbelievable fantastic people head on over there check it out if you can be in the area do it all right that about wraps it up here today for the caffeination podcast like i said 534 so how do we sign these things off again thanks for listening stay caffeinated <laughs>